104.7 The Cave. KKLH, Marshfield, Springfield. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. Touchdown, Kansas City! Now, it's time for Ned Talk. Absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous September morning, and we are week three of the NFL season, and the Chiefs are getting set to take on the Indianapolis Colts from Indy. And we're here to talk about that. I'm Joe Wesson, joined by Ned Reynolds. Ned, how are you this morning? You could almost come up with a painting called it September More Nad. Never worked. <laughs> I, meant, I meant to call you Need. Need Reynolds. <laughs> that, that's an in-joke, folks. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, doing great. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Jake, how are you today? Fantastic, dude. Doing good. It's nice. It's good. Alex Scott, how are you, Alex? Doing great. It's a beautiful day to sit inside and watch sports. <laughs> watch some sports. Talk about it. Let's uh, first of all let's let's start out. And I want to say, uh, um, and Ned has more information about all this. Uh, our one of our counterparts in this business, Art Haynes, is is not doing well right now. Ned, uh, give us the latest and what you know about Art. Maybe doing a little bit better, and I think he will. He's a tough guy. He's got a, a great mental aspect about things he's uh, he's had a bit of a rough go but he's going to be okay i really feel confident of that send all your positive thoughts out art's way one of the things that is the biggest compliment that you can give somebody in our business is to say they're a pro art haynes is a pros pro and uh, does a tremendous job i've had a chance to watch art on a couple of times last year when he did the show, did the Chiefs broadcast from here. Right next door. Right next door. And uh, it's it's amazing just to watch him work. So our best wishes to Art Haynes and his family. We want him to get better and get back. He will not be part of the broadcast today, obviously. He's in the hospital here. So, again, best wishes to Art Haynes and his family. Let's also uh, stop and talk about the Springfield News Leader for just a moment because uh, Ned brought that in with him this morning. Now you want to get me in trouble? Don't oh, you? I don't. I, I think we should get in trouble with this. You were talking about it when you brought it in. I well, think let, let's let's talk about it. It was a good review, and I, I showed it to Alec. Did not <laughs> did not show it to Jake for his perception, but uh, opened it up and, and headlines. The the Bears game from yesterday was not in there, but didn't expect it to be. That's frequently the case because they do print late, and there was a late ending for them. Uh, Mizzou's game was not. Mizzou was not in there, but that wasn't the biggest void of all that I saw. Great coverage of high school football, some other aspects of the sports scene, but not a mention. Not one mention of a guy who uh, he may have hit a couple of round trippers on Friday night and (laughs) may become the fourth player in history to hit 700 home runs and is playing in, in Missouri. (laughs) <laughs> right? Not a single mention. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, Ned showed me the paper. I looked at it. He goes, now, what are you missing here? And I go, well, the margins are huge. <laughs> the, the print is big. The There's a lot of pictures. It looks like a, a children's golden book. And then it hit me with, there's no mention of Albert Pujols in here and at all. Alec picked out the same thing. Yeah. just it, It's crazy. Come on. Are we're a city news? that we're just a city that deserves better than this. Are we the biggest news in sports on Friday night? I mean, fourth guy ever. Fourth guy. That plateau, and yet, not a word. We're talking about, yes, Barry Bonds, but Henry Aaron, mm-hmm. Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. and now Albert Pujols, and it's not there. Oh, my. Yeah, that, I mean, that's amazing. His name should be mentioned with those others. Biggest sports story in Missouri, and it's not in our paper. 
At least not that I saw. And I think I went through the whole thing. Well, it's not hard. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, driving through a small town. If you blink, you miss it. That's kind of the way it is with our newspaper. <laughs> yeah, I even, right. uh, I even threw something out on Facebook because, I'm not, as you guys know, you start talking about baseball and I'm going to be... You check out. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But as a fan of the sport and a fan of the game that I am, I'm not even a huge Cardinals fan at all. Actually, I'm Royals and Braves, but I am a huge fan of Albert Pujols. Mm -hmm. And I stopped what I was doing. I was at the Thomas Rhett concert. Yeah. And yeah. it went through the crowd like crazy. So I stopped what I do, and I was read an article, and I was like, man, that is pretty special. Forget Barry Bonds. Well, the same bring his name into the picture. He's a cheater. He's a juicer. Uh, and I think Albert and Hank Aaron and Babe Ruth all did it right. And that guy's well-respected throughout the world. And yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because Bad Henry, as he was called in baseball circles, is the one who is pretty much universally accepted as the single-season home run champion. Yeah, Bonds had 762, and that stands in the record books. But the one who they all mention all the time, and we're talking about the pundits and the journalists and the fans, is Henry Aaron. Mm -hmm. And he yeah. did it the right way, as did Albert, as did Babe Ruth. I will disagree with both you guys because Babe Ruth was uh, juiced up on hot dogs and prostitutes. <laughs> so... Um, Living the life. <laughs> he, was living the, he was living the life. The competitive edge. Is this is call. Ned Talk, your local live sports talk show. We start one hour before the pregame show, and we're sitting around chatting. I'm Joe Weston, Ned Reynolds, Jake Gillette, Alex Scott with us today. The other members of the B team, well, they had some lame excuses for not being here. <laughs> Let's talk about the Chiefs, because that's substantially what we're here for. So Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. I said that right, Ned. I stopped for a second. I wanted to well, say you San already owe ten dollars yeah. to the kitty. All right. I, I wanted to say San Diego really, really badly, but I didn't say it. So, just your thought. Well, go with everybody. What's your thoughts on the game last? I thought week? it was a very good football game between two really, really top-notch teams. The one mistake that Herbert made, and he threw that pick. While it was not the final margin in the game, it did give it did give the Chiefs. I think the the margin, the impetus to go on and hold on to win the game. I thought it was well played. Uh, I think the thing that I wanted to mention more than anything else, this was Amazon's debut. Mm -hmm. Now, there were there were complaints and so forth about how it was manifested across the country. and didn't have any problem with mine, but, but there are many others who did. That's not the bottom line. I wonder what the ratings are going to be on this. This is Amazon, for heaven's sake. I know they made a lot of noise about getting the contract and all that, but how many people watched... The ratings blew me personally away. 15, an average, average of 15,300,000 sold. I did not know there were that many even Amazon hookups in the country. It's a streaming device, and they got a 15 million uh, average viewer. Now, I'm sure that was not the case for the Browns and the Steelers. If you remember, the Chiefs are nationally renowned for their explosiveness, and a lot of people want to see them play, and Patrick Mahomes do this, and Mahomes do that, and so forth and so on. So, yeah, I can understand that aspect of it, but still, that's a huge number. What did you think of the game, Jake? Um, I will tell you, I went to the game, and you always get a different perspective, obviously, than from... Everybody told me that Pat looked like a deer in the headlights. Um, I felt... And I came home and watched it, and I didn't get that feeling. But there was just something... I, I It was something wrong because it was. it felt like last year... The first four or five games, we're like trying to figure stuff out. And I know that we, off a short week, right, 
We came home from Arizona. We had two days to kind of get rested up before we played an interdivision, very, very, very good defense with the Chargers and a good quarterback, you know, with uh, Justin Herbert. So I just felt like we weren't really ready. Yeah, we got the win, but we got the win because of the defense. Um, yeah, Pat threw a fantastic 41-yarder off one foot, just beeline for the touchdown uh, to Watson. But, man, I'll, I'll tell you, that team is going to, when we can win games like that, that's going to get us to where we're going to need to be here in the f- near future. Today's game, they're going to win by 21. This is an easy <laughs> win today. Yeah, yeah. But we got some hard games, guys, coming up, even at home. And the Chiefs notoriously don't play the greatest at home. It's the craziest thing. So, yeah, it was good. It was. I, it took five days to recover. Um, I had I really lost my voice bad just yelling at everybody and the team and the refs and all that jazz. But I had Goodell on one side and Jeff Bezos on the other. I was in good company. I was, are yeah. you? Are you're not serious? No, I'm not. I didn't think so. <laughs> his, his seats weren't quite that yeah, good. You're, you're wealthy. You're wealthy, Jake, but you're not that. Not that. Not that oh, group. Geez. All right, let, let, let me stop here for just a second. And, and you're Jake's wearing a, a Chiefs hat, so mm. I'm wearing my Yankees hat. Alex wearing his his Steelers hat. Hey, Ned's I've wearing my Chiefs jersey. He's wearing his, he's wearing his Chiefs. He's wearing his Chiefs shirt today. <laughs> so take off your Homer hat for just a okay. second. Did you? When I watched the game, I thought. Chargers were the better team in the first half. And I didn't think the Chiefs were, I didn't think Patrick Mahomes was a deer in the headlights. I just thought they're just getting rolled up by a better team. They made adjustments at halftime, which Andy Reid's really good at that. And and as I said to Ned when we were sitting here earlier, remind me a little bit of the Super Bowl team because the defense bent but didn't break and made a big play to win the game. Yeah, I will tell you, we're, I will say that the Chiefs are very lucky not to lose by 20 in that game. How many interceptions three 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 that were were either neg by a flag or he dropped the ball um it was not pat's greatest game dude and the other thing is this like we lost our home opener to the chargers last year yeah i was there four interceptions two off hills hands but four interceptions by mahomes this is the same thing and i don't know what it is about the chargers they have a great secondary they do. They do. They do. And but man, I will tell you, if it wasn't for a couple of drops and a flagger here there, that we they don't win that game. Period. I'll tell you who was missing from that game that, re- in my opinion, made a big difference. And that's Keenan Allen. He had a huge game. You might remember in the opener last year because he's big and he's bigger than most of those defensive backs. And he loves playing the Chiefs. He loves playing yeah. Kansas City. Yeah. But I will tell you, for the first time in only one week. We were on our, like, seven or nine of our own. We had 97 to go, and I thought, this is where you need Tariq Hill. I felt it. I really did. I was sitting there going, who can break and and get separation enough to get down the field fast enough for him to get rid of the ball in three or four seconds or less? So that was the time I was like, man, this is really where you just chuck it and hope he either draws a flag or catches the ball. Which he did a ton, by the way, against uh, over the Dolphins. He had, what, 190 yards and 10 catches and two touchdowns. Holy crap, against the Ravens. That's a good team, too. Very good team. Alec, your Steelers' perspective on the Chiefs. Going back to uh, Amazon's ratings, the NFL knew exactly what they were doing when they they put Chargers-Chiefs on that first game. Everyone wants to see that, you know? I was very excited for it, (laughs) and I think we got a really good game between two very good teams. I think... A lot of the errors or mistakes and players not looking up to their full potential, I think that can come down to just both these teams are really good. They play each other a lot as divisional opponents. They know what the other ones are trying to do. The first half, 
Mike Williams looked like he was unguardable. So credit to the Chiefs for making that adjustment. I think that was one of the biggest changes they were able to take Williams out because I didn't think anyone could cover him at first. But it really comes down to when Patrick Mahomes threw an interception straight to Asante Samuel Jr., he dropped it. When Justin Herbert threw his to their Chiefs cornerback, he houses it for a 99-yard touchdown. Yep. And I think bend but don't break defense is the NFL's equivalent now to the old days of dominant defense. The offenses have just gotten too potent. The rules have changed too much. You're going to allow yards in between the 20s. It's who can force the turnovers and who can hold them to field goals. And the Chiefs got that job done when they needed to. 16.1 million. That was the viewership on Thursday's game between the Steelers and the Browns. You're kidding. More than the Chiefs game? 16.1? That's what it says. Total viewership. We don't play good football, but we put butts in shares. That's yeah. why, and that's all the NFL. I can't say that's all they care about, but that's 98% of it. Quickly, going around the room here, most complete team between the Steelers and the Chargers, between the Chiefs and the Chargers right now, Ned? Chiefs. Really, you think so? I, I'm going to go with the Chargers, personally. I think their defense Herbert's is better. Her, Herbert his, his, Herbert's compromised. Yes, but that defense is good. They've got a lot of good receivers. I'm, I'm going with Chargers. Now, I, I don't even need to ask you, don't Jake. Ask me. Chiefs, <laughs> Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. What about you? Chiefs until the Chargers show me otherwise. Man, I, I was totally impressed with them. I thought they played really well. But, again, you know, the Chiefs are the champs, more or less. I mean, they did get beat by the Bengals. But it, it, they're the guys. They're the team to beat. They're the team that everybody wants to beat right now. They're the, they're the bad guys of the NFL. Yeah, but keep in mind now, Jake just made a very cogent point. That's a long, tough schedule to go through that they have. Yeah. Tell, and, tell, and a physical one. Stop and tell Jake what cogent means. He's cogent? <laughs> he knows what cogent means. Let's talk, about the, let's talk about the broadcast itself for just a second here because there were a lot of complaints about the way the game Looked, I heard uh, somebody complained on my Facebook page. This isn't right. Amazon can't buy the NFL. <laughs> Come on. <One> <laughs> if the Saudis want to buy the NFL, <laughs> NFL will sell to them. That's what it is. It's the live version of television. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. No, it no. is not. I'm being facetious. Now, you watch the game at a bar. Uh, one half and then the other half at my home. And any problems? Yes. And the, the, one, of the, the one at the uh, place of relaxation was... Uh, Which one is that? Your that, house or your bar? Uh, that's for you to figure out. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, is your house that tense? No. You and the cats? The, the cats don't give a damn about football. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the one at the um, place of relaxation was a little bit difficult because of the way it was done. It was through a computer onto a screen, and there were a number of electronic issues you had to go through. So, yeah, it was not unwatchable, certainly not, nor unlistenable. But at home, I have a direct hookup, and it was fine. Had no problem at all. You were at the game, so you didn't have any problem at all. I had 4K vision, baby. Where were you at? Where where are your seats at? I'm on the 25 visitor side, upper level, fifth row. Fantastic. So I took some new guys with me, um, and they were like, dude, these are really nice seats. I go, it's really not a bad seat in Arrowhead, but I do like being up, but in the lower sections of 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 the upper bowl. Alec, what about you? Any problems watching? None whatsoever for either of the Amazon games that have come out so far. Mine's been crystal clear. My I, Somebody posted Tecmo Bowl and said this is what the game looked like on my uh, Facebook feed. So I, th- I thought that was really funny. I do want to point this out before we uh, head to the commercial break. We have a, a great engineer here. His name's Corbin Campbell. And he and our general manager, 
Brian Tindall, who's also a great guy, by the way, and had a birthday this week, uh, they have worked it out. They have set it up so you can sync our broadcast with the Chiefs' televised broadcast because there's a slight delay on the television broadcast, and they have put a delay on our broadcast so that you can watch the game, turn down the volume, and turn up the volume on your radio and listen to Mitch and Danon do the game. So uh, I would suggest that you do that tonight, and I want to say, or today, and I want to say thanks to uh, Corbin and Mike the Intern and Brian Tindall for making that happen. When we come back, we'll talk about the rest of the NFL. We'll talk about Missouri State football, college football happening, all right here on Ned Talk, your local live sports talk show. You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, a proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Yes, sir. We're about 35 minutes away from the start of the Chiefs pregame show again, minus Art Haynes, who is... In the hospital, our best wishes and thoughts going out to his family. And we hope everything goes well for him. We'll get you set for the broadcast here. It's coming up, like I said, in about 35 minutes. Chiefs kick off at noon. They take on the 0-2 Indianapolis Colts. And let's start our conversation right there. Ned, trap game, yes or no? I, I think it is, yes. Uh, and I'll tell you, Indianapolis is, well, they're 1-1, they're one and one, oh, one and one They do have a tie, ugly tie with yeah. the Houston Texans. But then they have their shutout loss last week to Jacksonville, which absolutely should not have happened. Indianapolis is not all that bad. No. Now, Matt Ryan is not Patrick Mahomes by any stretch of the imagination, but they do have a pretty doggone good offense, which has been compromised because some of their top receivers have been on the sidelines. Those top receivers might very well be back and playing today. They also have Jonathan Taylor. And while Kansas City's defense has played very good, Taylor can do a lot of damage. He's a South Jersey boy, and so so am I. His hometown's about 35 or 40 miles from mine. And Taylor is, he went to Wisconsin. He's a very, very fine running back. He just has not had the room with which to get his job done. Nor has Ryan really had the opportunity. Kansas City's defense is going to put a lot of pressure on Ryan today and on Taylor. And they are capable of doing that. You get Chris Jones and Clark and the new kid from Purdue and their Karofalos. And uh, you're, you're, you're going to be pretty, pretty good shape. They have an excellent defense. But I do think that Indianapolis is a little bit more potent than a lot of people feel and I just don't think they've come to the fore yet. Frank Reich's in trouble right there. He's a good coach, has a pretty good track record about him. I think they come on. I think they give Kansas City a tough day. What do you think? What do you think, Jake? Uh, I do think it's Kansas, Kansas City won by 10. Um, but I do think. That's 10 less than what you said a minute I ago. I was being, <laughs> I was being very. <laughs> I don't know, three touchdowns. But, you know, you're right. Um, what I saw last week, our run defense is not the greatest. The one play that um, Chase Daniel came in, you know he's not throwing the ball, right? You know he's not throwing the ball, yet they allow eight yards to the run. So that's with, man, Jonathan Taylor is the rushing uh, champ from last year. You have Michael Pittman's back this week. He's not hurt. So we got our, we got our, I, we're going to win. 
I'd have no I, doubt in my I mind. I think the Chiefs win, yes. So I just hope they don't go thinking, oh, they barely, they lost or tied Texans and totally got shut up by the worst team in the league in the in Jacksonville over the last couple of years. So hopefully it's not. You guys gave away the spoiler. We were going to do our picks in the last segment of the show. Uh, we haven't we haven't made the final pick yet. Oh, yeah. So something might change your mind. Jake will be like, they'll win by three. By, yeah, by the time by the down. time we get to that, what do you what do you think, Alec? Well, I'm going to withhold my pick because you know just keep the suspense going. <laughs> <laughs> but if if Indy was looking for a get right game, they've come to the wrong place. Uh, you know, this is probably not the team they want to see coming off these two bad performances. But we'll see what kind of team they are. Some teams really show up in the face of adversity and play down to the teams they think aren't going to be great. Houston and Jacksonville on paper, no one thinks too highly of them. What happens? You go 0-1-1. So that being said, I think Kansas City is – they've had time to rest. They've had more time to prepare. I think they come out and do a good job here today. I think they – well, I'm not going to tell you what I think – who wins it. But I think that extra prep time is going to help them out, and I think they'll be prepared enough to maybe not stop Jonathan Taylor but contain him to the point where Matt Ryan has to make too many plays to be effective. Three of the four of us in this room are tied to uh, a friend of the show, Jeremy Burcham, uh, by financial reasons. So I, I may pick the Colts because he's a Colts fan. Just because I, uh, yeah, 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 for, for financial reasons. Colts are a good running team. Do you think the Chiefs have what it takes to be able to stop that running attack? Yeah, I think uh, both, uh, both gentlemen here to my right were – Adept and pointing out that the Chiefs don't have a great running defense, but it really hasn't been. The Chargers tried to take advantage of it and, and couldn't. I think the Chiefs are able to stop Jonathan Taylor and company. It's holding down Frank Ryan because these new receivers are adept at what they do in Ryan. My goodness. He, for one thing, he's a Harvard guy. Smart. Boston College. He's BC. BC. He's not Harvard. Well, he's not going to be asked to do any essays out there. And BC is a pretty good school, too. But uh, the fact is that he has been around a long time in the NFL, and he knows how to pick apart uh, pick apart the defensive backfield if, in fact, he gets the time to do that. And that's what has me worried because Chiefs defensive backfield, while it's played okay, hasn't been great. And uh, I fear for that more than anything else. I, I can see Indianapolis opening up diversive parts of their offense and making it work. Let me ask you guys this. How big an impact does Willie Gay's suspension have on the team? Some. Some. It has. It certainly has some. Gay's a leader on that team. He is probably calling the defensive signals. And, yeah, I think his absence will make a difference. What do you think, Jake? I mean, as long as they're not a vacuum on the field, I think he's going to be fine. The whole thing is just, I tell you what. That is so bad. Come on, man. (laughs) Oh, you know, I know we got it. I know that the league has their, their, their rules and regs. So, um, I, let's hopefully he can get back in two games instead of four. Yeah. What do you think, Alec? You know, when you lose a defensive leader like that, you're going to feel it some, but it's an opportunity for Nick Bolton to step up and continue to show what he can do. I would guess he's going to be maybe calling the signs, calling he the He will plays. now, yeah. And, you know, I think they got a good one in him. So any absence will be felt, but I think they'll be able to cover it. Well, it should be an interesting game to uh, to watch today because Indianapolis, like I said, they have a they have a decent running attack. I don't think Matt Ryan's done. I don't. I think he's pretty close. He's, he's crispy, but he's not done yet. It'll be interesting to see 
what he does on the field today and how the Chiefs go, how they plan to attack. You've seen in the first two games of the season, the Chiefs have varied their attack with each team. Incidentally, I had the the wrong Irish family. It's Fitzpatrick, who's the Harvard guy, and not Ryan. Ryan's Boston College. Two Ryans. <laughs> exactly. Both Two Ryans. Ryans don't make a right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Kansas City's defense will be tested today. And uh, you, uh, Willie Gay not being in there does make a bit of a yeah, difference, well. as, as we pointed out. But it's still, it's a pretty good defensive attack. But not one that is so totally dominant that it's going to stop somebody. Uh, was it, I think, Alec, who talked about the break, don't, uh, bend, don't break defense. Mm-hmm. That may be the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, whole philosophy about today's game because I really feel like Indianapolis Indianapolis is under the radar because of these first two games. They're a little bit better than what they have shown. And furthermore, this is a home opener for them. They're, they're going to be ready to go. Should be a good game. It starts at noon. You can listen to it right here on 104.7 The Game. Even if you're going to watch it, you can still turn down the TV Turn up the radio because we've got it synced up for you. Thanks again to Corbin Campbell, Brian Tindall for making that happen. When we come back, we'll uh, talk a little more. We'll open up a roundtable and uh, we'll discuss whatever you guys want to discuss. There's so much going on. Missouri State football, Albert Pujols, whatever you guys want to talk about. We'll talk about it next on Ned Talk. You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. Part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. 20 minutes to the start of the Chiefs pregame show right here on 104.7 The Cave. Your home for the AFC West champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Joe Weston, joined by Ned Reynolds, Alex Scott. And Jake Gillette, what do you guys want to talk about? I mean, so much going on. And if you uh, picked up your newspaper this morning, you didn't get any Missouri State news. You didn't get any Albert Pujols news. You didn't get any Mizzou news. What do you want to talk about, Ned? Well, we're going to shy away from that since they're my journalistic friends. Oh, no, they're not. They may not be after that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can talk about a lot of things. We could talk about the Bears football game yesterday since that, in all honesty, well, they were two great teams. I think most of us thought the Bears were going to win that one. Jake, you were there. You, I was. You saw the game. Yeah. Uh, my impression was that South Dakota State is even better than I thought they were. They were big, very physical, and their defensive game plan was one that was nothing short of outstanding. When you hold uh, a really adept quarterback like Jason Shelley to under 200 yards passing and have him under siege, and we were talking about one hit late in the game, which he got utterly flattened. Uh, when you talk about that and the very concept of how South Dakota State played, you've got to give them a lot of admiration. It's a very good football team. Yeah, the, you could tell that I, I was saying earlier before we got started the broadcast, it felt like they were still hung over from the Arkansas game. You know, yeah, they didn't win that game, but they made it a game coming from, you know, our, our small hometown to a big D1 school like that. So... Um, but yeah, South Dakota State, man, big, big, big boys. I had to look. I was, you know, above, but I still had to look over them. They're that tall, and I was in the lower section. But man, it, I'll tell you, those guys manhandled our O line. They did. Jake, I stand down there on the sidelines, and I'm on the visitor side. So they, when they come out of the locker room, they're running right next to me. 
Whoa. There yeah. are two teams over the past number of years that have really impressed me from a physical standpoint. One is North Dakota State, the nine-time national champs. They look like the Green Bay Packers, quite literally. Their uniforms are the same. They come out of there and they have this huge defensive and offensive line. I mean, they're massive people. South Dakota State yesterday, bigger than they are normally. Yeah. They're just massive individuals. You knew it was going to be awfully tough to move. Yeah. The championship usually runs through a Dakota for Division Two or FBS, whatever it's called. E- now. E- even even well, it's it's not D two. That's a different division altogether. But even then, when South Dakota State and North Dakota State were D two teams, they were uh, pretty much governing that whole national scale. Why do you think that is? I don't know. The recruiting is not necessarily nationwide. The most of the South Dakota State people are from up there, except for the running back who, while he ran for only 85 yards yesterday, was still a great threat. Isaiah Davis, he is the Missouri Gatorade Player of the Year in 2019, and he's in Brookings, South Dakota. Now, how in the world did that happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why is he not here? Yeah, yeah. We don't know. Exactly. But he could be here. Mizzou. He could be been up there. Uh, Missouri Southern, but over and above that, they have a fine team. They're a very well-balanced football team. I think the Bears are pretty good, but when you are up against a very physical team and your offensive line is not playing quite up to par, you're going to have some problems. How was the crowd yesterday? I must admit to you, a little disappointing. I think it was listed at 13-2 or 13-3, somewhere around there. We were hoping maybe for 16 yeah, I was. I, I noticed, and I was asking around, like, "Where's all the students?" Yeah, they were not there. They were non-existent. And some, a lot of people was like, "Well, I think they're a lot sitting up with their parents." I was like, well, "What is it? It's not homecoming. It's not like the families it, in town." It was, yeah, it was parents' weekend. Okay, okay, but, thank but you. But still, still, the football games are your focal point. That's what you want to get to. But I will tell you on the on the west side, that sucker was packed. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, it typically is. The grandstand part. Well, you say that, Joe, and that's kind of an anomaly because in the first game that they played, their opener mm-hmm. against Tennessee Martin, it was just the opposite. There were few people on the west side, and the student section was packed. It was a Thursday night, so there's an excuse for getting out of class and yep. carrying on, I guess. <laughs> I would have never done such a thing. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh uh, the students were the students were not there yesterday in great number, and I really felt like they should have been. It's a big game. We ballyhooed a lot on in the media, and didn't work out. At thirteen thirteen thousand, whatever the odd number change was, uh, is not a bad crowd, no. but I would have thought it would have been better. No, I, I you know I, we say this every week: get out and support the Bears. Mm-hmm. Get out and support our teams, local teams. It's always good to do that. We've got a really good. Missouri State football team, which we've not been able to say for many years. The last couple of years, we've been able to say that. So let's get out and support them. Go see a go see a Bears football game. I mean, ask you why? Why do you think the students don't come to the game? No, no, too many things to do. Uh, I will tell you, and I'm <laughs> biting the hand that feeds me. I guess those games are on TV. They are on TV on a streaming uh, situation. The Missouri Valley has its own network, and there's a game of the week every week. But even the ones that are not, and this was one of the games of the week, while uh, every game is not a game of the week, they are still all on. And it is, uh, hate to say this, a lot easier to sit in your home with your own refrigerator and your own facilities and watch the game 
rather than going to the ballpark. If that's an option, and it is for some people, it may be enough to compromise the crowds a little bit. That's one circumstance. That's never uh, going to a football game, going to a college football game. It's it's a great experience. I think it is. I think it's a magnificent experience. Same with the NFL. To see the game there in person is so much better. You get a panoramic view of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You have the ambiance of the crowd. You have... How about the aroma of a ballpark? Baseball park Ooh. has its own special aroma, football, basketball. They all do. Yeah. And yet you miss that when you watch it on TV. You do get a good picture, and you get a singularized version of what's going on, but you don't get the total feel. And, and Jake, you were there yesterday. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, we tailgated a little bit, and but it was disappointing to see the students not there. I don't know what's going on. And it's been that way for several years. My son was in the uh, was in marching band there, which they have a fabulous marching band. Oh, my niece ba- better than that. It's yeah. sensational. And my niece was also in that in that group too. And and it was startling to me as a Missouri State graduate because we went to games all the time. And that's the the fraternity side was always packed. Everybody had their own fraternity section, and it was kind of a big deal to be there there was the gdi section which i was in you have to figure out what that means (laughs) on your own and uh can i see it on an urban dictionary should i just type that in? no yeah no don't don't type that in (laughs) and so it it, it, again it is disappointing to see that over the last probably 15 20 years that the 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 gradual decline in the amount of students that have gone to the game and the university needs to get better about promoting the games, getting students out to the games. I think promotion has a lot to do with it. The fact that they haven't been big winners, it's not built into the human psyche around here to go to a game on Saturday. But hopefully that'll change because this one, even though they did lose yesterday, is still a very good team and perhaps still very much a playoff team. Tickets were free when I was a a student there. I don't know what, I think they are now too, but I'm not sure. thinking cheap just for a walk-in. Like ten bucks, someone goes. This is ten dollars. Yeah, like, wow. But for a student, you know, they were free. You just it was always a big deal. Like it, with basketball, especially that we had to get over and get our tickets early, or otherwise you would not get a seat. Right. So when we come back, uh, we'll do our picks for the game. Though you probably already know what they are, and we'll talk about what's going to happen in just a few minutes. Ned Talk and one hundred four point seven, the Cave. listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. 78 for a high today, sunny skies. 60s tonight, tomorrow more 70s. Looks like a beautiful... September week, unless you're Ned Reynolds, who likes the heat. <laughs> How many home runs do you think Albert Pujols is going to end up with? 703. That was my pick about three weeks ago, and that's I'm going to stick with it. What about you, Jake? I'm going to go with him. I think three more over the next. I play Pittsburgh. I think he's going to maybe get 705. Good. Be good. It's only five more. I told you, I figured once he got to 699, that, that last one would come pretty quick. Now watch him rattle off, you know. He could. Won a game. <laughs> he's he plays got, that much. He's got a Dodgers game today. They've got two in Milwaukee, and then they have six with the Pittsburgh Pirates, as a friend of mine said. They have their uh, farm team in there to put, close out the season. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Alec? 
We'll go a little different. I'm going to go 701. I think he stops swinging for the fences a bit now, maybe a little more contact. Um, I think he still stays hot, and I'd like to be wrong and see some more just for the offense's sake. But I'm going to go 701. I think he's I, hot. At I agree with you. But I could, I could also see him putting up some stupid number here at the end of the season because I think once the he got to 700, the pressure's off because we talked throughout our year of broadcasting, Ned Talk, and one of our huge points of discussion was whether he would even get 700. And I think for most of the year, we were all kind of like, maybe, maybe not, you know, And but he's done it now. So maybe the pressure's off. When uh, the season began, he needed 21 homers to get to uh, 700. He has now reached that 21. At the start of the season, I gave him about an 85% chance of not getting it. Yeah. Uh, and not not a good shot at all because, after all, he alleges to be 42. The hand-eye has slowed down. wrong He has slowed down. He doesn't run to first. Of course, he never was a gazelle, but still he, uh, he can't get down there to begin with uh, with great speed. But he is still hitting the ball well. Yeah, how many... How many times has he flirted with a home run where the ball's bounced into the stands or hit off the stands or done something like that? The guy still is a consummate hitter. What do you think about Judge? How many does he end up with? He has 60 right now. I would say, and they probably have about the same number of games remaining, I'll give him 63. I'm going to say 64. What about you, Jake? 65. 65. Alec? 62. Mm, all over the Just board. beating it by one. Over the board. Repeat okay, quickly. MVP, <laughs> MVP or not? Yes or no? Judge? Yeah. Oh, heavens, yes. I yes. agree. Yep. Locked up. I, I don't think, I think there'll be, I think there'll be a lot of Otani votes. And I think he may actually win. Hmm. But that just because uh, the sports writers are fickle. All right, let's go with our picks for today's game. Chief, have you made, have you changed your mind about the Chiefs? No, I have not. Some, nothing's changed in the last 40 minutes? Nope. Close game, but I am going to pick the Chiefs to win 31-21. Don't give a lock. We rolled back last week. You you locked I'm at locking over. This. You locked at the over, and it, it didn't make it. So. Not only are we forgetting about it, I have forgotten how to spell it now. <laughs> I, if you remember last week, I said, now, if Ned picks a lock, go against it. No lock. No, no lock. No, no, no lock. Ned's ironclad lock. I need to get a. Uh, I'll need. I'll put together a sound effect for that. Nerds, ironclad lock. And you will have people getting independently wealthy betting against yep. them. <laughs> All right, Jake. What's your thoughts? Uh, Chiefs by thirteen. Chiefs. I by went 13. up now. Yeah. Line. I've called Vegas. It's coming. It's clicking. So up. you're like in between. You were twenty, ten. You landed at thirteen. Yep. That's what I like about it's a, guy. a lock. Knife it <laughs> Jake's lock. <laughs> Good, Jake. All right, Alec, what's your lock for the day? My lock for the day. I, I do think the Chiefs win. I think the Colts, we'll see how successful the rush attack is. I think it will slow it down a little bit, but I'm going to go Chiefs 27, Colts 13. I, I'm 27, 13. Who likes even numbers anyway? Yeah. I, well, you know, there's something to me whenever I start to pick these games. The number 17 always rings in my head. And then I start thinking 17, 24, 31, 24, things like that. I don't know why that is. And when you see people pick on TV, they do something very similar. That's why I like to pick something completely ridiculous. You know, got to like, account for some field goal kicks. Like, like some scores that just can't happen. Like, I picked the Chiefs to win 7 to 1. It can't be 7 to 1. Well, that's what I'm saying. Me. That's why I like to pick something ridiculous because that way 
and you know, it, he it picked can't... seventeen just backwards. Yeah, seven to one. So, <laughs> well, I, I, how about how about the score between Iowa and South Dakota State in the opener, seven to three, in which there were no touchdowns scored, field goal, safety, safety. Oh, two safeties <laughs> wow. and a field goal. All right. Well, I picked the Chiefs too. I will go against my bread and butter, and I I think they're going to win this one fairly easy, and I'm going to put it at twenty-seven to three. Okay. Butt kicking. You think their yeah. defense holds down Ryan and company to only three? Uh, yeah, let's. I, I think so. I think that maybe the Chiefs look at this as being a trap game too, and they're you know they're. I've read stories where they said you know we're going to go into this and and we're going to take it very seriously because we know the Colts are a good football team, and I think they're the better. Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have something to prove too. This is the NFL. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Look at the Jets come and beating the Browns at the Browns. Yeah. Everybody's good. All right, Ned, thank you. Be sure to listen to Ned Reynolds each weekday morning with Mike the Intern, 7, 20, 8, 20, and throughout the day. Jake, we'll see you soon, I hope. Yes, you will. All right, hey, Alec, go. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Hope to see you soon. Thanks to Corbin Campbell, Mike the Intern, Brian Tindall, and, of course, Nick Fury. Enjoy the game. It's coming your way next right here on 104.7 The Cave.